The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. It's good to be back. And the Jed Mishu hostile takeover is already over. After only a half a show, the people have spoken. As we get ready to discuss the fallout of UFC Vegas 52 from a matchmaking perspective, I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always, it's great to be back with the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, and the prince of positivity, Mr. Alexander Kaylee. Hello, sir. Happy Sunday once again. Hi, Mike, my best friend. Welcome. Welcome back. Uh, glad to have you back. Yeah, listen, we were really happy uh, with Jed. It was, it was, it was, he did us a favor by stepping in. But uh, a lot of uh, down votes, a lot of uh, dislikes on all of our, uh, all the, you know, every, whatever, every podcast, uh, a lot of complaints, a lot of angry emails, a couple of lawsuits, which I'm a little concerned about. But, uh, you know, I passed it on to legal and they said, don't worry about it. They get this with Jed all the time. Um, so, again, I thought it was a great episode, uh, but, you know, the, the, it is completely not a takeover. Um, the people have spoken, and uh, you know they, they weren't they weren't they're interested in in moving back to the old format. Let's just put it that way. Well, that's good, and I appreciate the kind words from everybody. It it, uh, it means a lot, and we have a lot to talk about. Let's get right into this thing. The main event: we saw Jessica Andrade just do Jessica Andrade things. Although this was something we haven't seen from her before, she goes out, gets a first round finish. Yes, that's something we have seen before. But she did so with a standing arm triangle choke. I mean, this woman is an absolute powerhouse, AK. So this has been a pretty debatable topic here because there are some folks who feel that she has done enough to just fight the winner of Rose Namajunas versus Carla Esparza coming up in around two or three weeks or so. It's coming fast, which I'm really excited about. There are others who feel like maybe she fights Marina Rodriguez in a number one contender fight. And there are others who feel like maybe she hasn't earned the right to even get that fight yet. I've seen a little bit of everything. So I only care about what you think, AK. Where does Jessica Andrade go after Saturday? That's so nice to say. Uh, I, I, first of all, I feel bad for Joe Rogan that he wasn't on the call for this one because this was his moment. This was his, he would have been the first one as soon as that standing arm triangle was even like close to being in. He would have been like, oh, that's tight. It, oh, this was this is over. And for once, he would have been right. Because I think we were all thinking the same thing. Like, even though we've never seen it before, 
the squeeze that Andrade had on her uh, and how deep she got it in like so quickly, I think all of us were kind of like, holy crap, like she is actually going to finish this standing arm triangle. Um, so I do feel I, I do feel like we were all a little Joe Rogan there for a moment. And if only Joe Rogan himself had been on the call, he finally would have been vindicated with one of his uh, it's overs or it's tights or whatever it is he says when uh, when those submissions are, are locked in. It feels like there's some sort of rematch ahead for Jessica Andrade. I, I'm not in love with the Marina Rodriguez fight, though I do feel like that is very likely that they could make that happen. Um, I, I, I think Marina has done enough to earn a title shot. I know the uh, her most recent fight wasn't super convincing. It was a good fight. It was a good win, but people would want to see more. People still want to see her have some huge statement win, and that might just never happen. I think she's just earned it through attrition. So I'm going to go the rematch route for... Uh, Bache Estaca Zhang Wei Li, Yoani Ajechuk 2 officially announced uh, during the broadcast UFC 275 June 11th give Jessica the loser of that fight I think. And you can go either way, you, I'm sure people, some, some people will say winner I say loser, I say let's, let's, let's let one of those two move closer to a title shot, probably even just get one right away depending what happens with uh, Namajunas Esparza and uh, and and Andrade, look, we get a fun rematch. She's got, I think, she has quite a few rematches ahead of her if she decides to uh, stay at 115. She's probably gonna jump around between that uh, 115 and flyweight. But while she's at 115, she's at the top. She's fought everybody. She can only fight them again. So uh, loser of uh, Zhang and Ajitik too, which should be five rounds, by the way. This is absurd that that this is a three rounder. Hundred percent, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, outside of the actual matchup, of course, because. Jessica Andrade, I am on team. Let's just throw her into a title fight right now. Get her in there. I know Carl is going to get the shot, but there's stories here for for both women. Andrade versus uh, versus Sparza is fresh, and if Rose Namajunas defeats Carlos Sparza again, we have a potential trilogy fight where both women have each won. And although Rose Namajunas won the second fight, all the momentum at the final horn was in favor of Jessica Andrade. So I think this performance solidified her a title shot. She gets the winner, and I would favor her to beat either woman, honestly. I think she's a 3-1 to one favorite over Carla Esparza right now, and I would favor her to beat Rose Namajunas as well. The way that she has been competing, the way she has been performing, and the momentum that she has right now. I actually, I'm upset at myself and at the end of the fight, I actually went back to our prediction show, and I'm like, damn it, I should have went with Jessica Andrade as the strawway champion at the end of 2022. But I went Marina Rodriguez, and I'm standing by my pick. I don't like the Marina fight. I feel like Marina Rodriguez lost more than anybody on this card. But at the same token, it's not really a bad thing, because now Marina can get either the winner or the or loser of the Zhang Wei Li, Yuani, and Jacek fight, which becomes the biggest fight in her career. So ultimately, it kind of works out for her. She needs to build upon the Yan Zhonan fight, a fight that a lot of people actually thought she didn't win. So I think this works out for everybody, works out for the strawweight division, and more importantly, AK, it works out for the for the people, for the fans, our fans. Mike, would you pick... You said you'd favor Andrade over Namajunas or Esparza. Yes. What about... Uh, what about over Zhang Weili or Joanna? I have to see Zhang. Yes, Joanna's Joanna's a mystery. Joanna beat her already, but I feel like this is at a oh, time. So does Zhang. So does Zhang, right? Oh, that's true. That's true. I would favor Andrade to beat Zhang. I, I. It was just a weird fight. It was very quick. It was very quick. It was a hometown fight for for Zhang Weili. 
I mean, not saying that Jessica Andrade hasn't been granted those types of opportunities as well, because that's how she won the title. She got a hometown fight. So Jessica was kind of giving it back. But I feel like she grew from those losses. Uh, I would actually favor Jessica Andrade against Zhang, despite what happened in the first fight. Joanna, I know she looked really good in the fight against Jessica Andrade. She just kind of picked her apart for 25 minutes. But I have no idea, because we haven't seen Joanna fight since the first Zhang Weili fight. And that fight was absolutely insane. So... Jury's still kind of out on that, but I, I mean, I think Jessica is, is just that good right now. She's so good. So congratulations oh. to her. That was it, it, she, she is one of the... We don't appreciate her enough, I feel, or maybe, maybe I'm, I'm not speaking for all the fans here, but I do feel like I wish... I feel like she should be a bigger star. I don't know what the UFC can do about that. I feel like they could have made her a bigger star. I think she's one of the 10 greatest uh, women to compete in mixed martial arts ever. I'd have to I'd have to like take a look at the list, but it just doesn't feel crazy to say that given the competition she's fought, given her championship she's won, uh, her finishing ability. It's a debate to be had, I think, and that maybe we can do that for a show or an article sometime. Yeah, this is one of those cases where, and honestly, to me, it does not really matter. But for the the casual viewer, for the fan that are looking for personalities to kind of gravitate towards, if Jessica Drage spoke English. Like, if she spoke English like Anderson Silva-esque, like, at least just a little bit, I think she would be very close to to where she should be right now. I think she's got, I mean, she's got that look to her. She looks like a fighter. I like the hair and the different hair colors. She's absolutely jacked. I mean, and she's just a killer in there. And when she's not actually competing and fighting, I think she has a lot of fun in there fighting and punching other women in the face. But... She's got a very like bubbly personality, so I think fans could actually uh, could gravitate towards her for sure. So we'll see what happens. But again, we're in a good spot right now. Strawweight is a great division, and who you could throw Andrade at a title fight, you could throw in there with Joanna or Zhang Weili or Marina Rodriguez, and all those fights are interesting in their own way. So good stuff, good main event, great finish, first ever standing arm triangle choke in UFC history. So. It's nice to be on the history books. Let's go to the Coleman event. Speaking of slick submissions, my best friend, Claudio Pueyes, the Prince of Peru. Jed Mishu doesn't like that. You like it. You know Let's what? You sold me going. on it. You sold me on it during the post-fight show last night. Another knee bar submission. This one might be the slickest knee bar submission I've ever seen. Tapping out Clay Guida. Just lures. Just puts Clay Guida in a false sense of security. Makes him feel like... Oh, I'm about to steal this momentum, and then boom, locks in that knee bar. So slick. What a performance from the POP. It's big test time for him, AK. I tease this one on the post-fight show, and we have to do it. We have to do it. We're going to take one guy in a really good run looking to get a top 15 fight, taking on another guy in a really good run looking to get into a top 15 fight. Let's just do it. Claudio Pueyes versus the Tarantula, Jalen Turner, A. Okay. Wow. Wow. I just saw someone just got in a late. I hadn't thought about it until literally just now. You said it, and before that, someone just sent me a very late uh, listener, a, a cluster of listener suggestions. And it was in there, and I'm like, oh, yeah. And I thought, like, is Jalen Turner booked? No, he's not. Uh, it kind of makes sense. I, I'm always in favor of throwing streaking guys against each other. I don't believe in protecting people. Um, there are exceptions, I'm sure I've said in other shows, where I feel like two people are, like, definitely headed towards a tele shot. That'll be like, okay. You keep them apart. But when it's two guys that are still fairly early in their UFC careers, loss isn't going to hurt them. Loss is not going to like permanently derail them. So yeah, Pueyes, Turner, love it. I'm kind of going in a similar direction because I want to see him fight uh, Grant Dawson. 
Grant Dawson's fighting uh, Jared Gordon uh, next week. So, but I think win, lose, or draw, I want it to be Dawson. I'm not as interested in the Gordon matchup. That could happen too. If you, you know, just give him the winner of that fight. But I think, I think I'm going with Dawson, regardless of what happens. I just think that's a, a cool test. Um, I want to see Playas kind of, you know, again show off that grappling against a guy that's like as super strong as Dawson. Clay Guida, a strong guy, a little bit up there in age. You know, reflexes probably aren't quite what they used to be. Um, uh, and a guy who's very susceptible to submissions. Uh, Dawson, we'll see. We'll see if he gets when he gets in there with a guy like Poya. So I just think it's a fun style matchup. And a little bit what you were thinking, both guys kind of trending upwards. Let's just, you know, let's just have him fight now. But um, a lot of good options for Poya after that performance. Absolutely. Macy Barber picks up the victory, AK. No controversy here. No debate. She sweeps the scorecards against Montana De La Rosa. Fine performance. She was just a way more physical, way more athletic fighter. And to me... That was the difference in this fight. So where does Macy Barber go from here, AK? Where What does her future look like? I don't get it. Why did you, <laughs> why did you say it like that? Why I that don't, weird? I, I, I don't know. That was awkward. Air quotes. <laughs> that was awkward. People, Mike, this is a podcast. People can't, uh, can't see air quotes. Just... <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I, I want to give, you know, I want to give Macy a chance to, to jump up. Again, this is talking about fighters that I don't feel like lose like losses and so you kill them good for her getting back on a two fight somewhat dubious two fight win streak again the Miranda Maverick fight I would consider it a robbery but officially a win in the uh, in that in that particular column so two fight win streak bouncing back from uh, you know the first losing streak of her career let's give her a chance to jump up into I think it would be our top 15 if she beat either of these women the Viviani Arujo Andrea Lee loser they're fighting May 14th Again, I've seen enough from Macy that I, I feel like she can be competitive with the with the, not necessarily everyone in the top ten, but that kind of maybe like nine to fifteen range. That's about where I'd put Arujo and Andrew Lee right now. Um, I, I she'd probably be an underdog depending uh, how the loser of that fight looked in that particular fight. But even then, it'd be a good learning experience for her. She's she's kind of just in a weird spot uh, in in her division where you want to bring her along slowly, but I just don't know if they have enough lower tier. Uh, people to feed her so you kind of have to give her a name so um, Arujo, Andrea Lee, one of them whoever loses that fight May 14th I think it's a, a fine test for her Now normally I don't play these types of games but I feel like we're going to play this type of game two picks in a row because I put this out in the Twitterverse after the fight I credited my good friend Marcel Dorf for putting this out into the universe and I completely agreed with him Aaron Blanchfield is getting ready to fight J.J. Aldrich in June and if Aaron Blanchfield wins that fight, give me Aaron Blanchfield versus Macy Barber. That is the fight to make because Macy is – she's she's in a position where she's not going to get anything easy. Even if she fights Andrew Lee or Viviani Arujo, like those are, those are tough fights. And she's probably underdogs in both of those fights. But she's had her kind of get you over opportunity fights. She had one with Roxanne. It's super unfortunate of how that – you know, the injury and everything and how that played out – Great for Roxanne, bad for Macy Barber. The UFC has put her in these positions to shine and rise up the ranks really quickly and give her the opportunity to put her prediction to light. I'm going to be the youngest UFC world champion of all time. It just hasn't happened. Now we're kind of in a different build. She's going to have to run through the gauntlet of killers at this point to get where she wants to and needs to go. So that's my pick because I actually favor Blanchfield to beat Aldridge. I actually favor Blanchfield to beat Barber right now. And if Barbara beats Blanchfield, it's good for her. It gives her a little bit of a boost. And if Blanchfield loses, it's fine. Like, 
she's she's really young. She's super humble. She feels like she's going to be going places, but she's not out here saying, I'm going to be the youngest world champion of all time. She's not rubbing people the wrong way like Macy did on the way up. Um, so yeah, I like the fight. Some people don't. They feel like they don't want to put this the second generation of flyweight fighters, this next generation this of crop of talent together. But I think this is the kind of matchup that makes sense, AK. I like it. And I think that last thing you said, Mike, is the trick is, is do people still consider Macy to be part of that that generation of fighters? Disregarding age, it's, I, I think, I mean, like, freshness to the UFC, because she's quite a bit younger than uh, Manuel Fierro, but obviously Fierro is considered at the forefront of sort of this, this uh, her and Blanchfield and Miranda Maverick and, uh, Mike, who's, the, who's this name I'm forgetting? Oh, Casey O'Neill, excuse me. So there you go. I mean, and I feel like Barbara has been has been bumped out of that if there, if there was the four the four pillars you know to steal a term from uh, AEW, the four pillars of the ufc uh flat women's flyweight division would be would be casey o'neill uh manon Firo, miranda maverick and um uh, aaron blanchfield so i the, i mean i think blanchfield at this point uh would i would favor her greatly against barbara probably at least two to one oh, mostly not 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 because i think she's I've been a bit um, bullish, or not bullish, the opposite of bullish. I've been a bit more um, hesitant to sort of anoint Blanchfield as the next big thing. I just want to see more. But I do think stylistically she's a really, it's a really favorable matchup with her and Macy. So uh, I like it. Uh, it's not the direction I would go in, but wouldn't surprise me. As you said, as we kind of both said, there, there's no easy fight for Barber. There's no easy situation for her to develop or to rise up the ranks. It's really just tough fights going forward. And, and again, what we, we've often called one of the probably one of the more underrated divisions in the UFC. So, uh, yeah, I'm not against it at all. I, I, and I could see it. I could absolutely see it being booked. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. <clears throat> Excuse me. We move to uh, Mr. Charles Jordan, AK, who completed a guillotine Canadian double play for Team North. Submits Lando Venata in the first round as a one-armed guillotine. It was nasty. And then Charles Jordan cut a tremendous promo. <laughs> Calls for a fight with Edson Barboza, essentially to a fight to the death, and... It's interesting to me, AK, because I saw people just straight shrug this one off like it was nothing and that Charles Jordan was was talking out of his butt. And, and I have to question the, that line of thinking from those people because people act like Edson Barboza is on this, like, 
was on this 10-fight winning streak before these two losses he took, and it's just not true. He's 2-5 and five in his last seven, 3-7 and seven in his last 10. He's on a two-fight skid. Jordan's trending upwards, getting great performances. He's got two straight wins, victories in three of his last four. I am so in after this performance. After this win over a guy a lot of people were very, very high on since making the move to 145, and Jordan runs through him in the first round, I am in. Let's give Charles Jordan what he wants. I'm all in on Charles Jordan, Edson Barboza, in a last man standing match, AK. Let's go. Are you giving him? A, are you giving him an auto point in advance? Is this your your point for uh, Jordan for some some, some excellent uh, live television matchmaking? I mean, I mean, purely and truly excellent. Everything he did <laughs> in, in this whole build, like he mentioned Barboza in like the the media scrum, and I was like, eh, maybe. But after this performance, and then just going right back to it, I'm in. Sign me all the way up for that. I'm surprised. I didn't. I did not know that there was such a negative reaction to that call out. Like that call out made so much sense to me. The the speech was excellent. That's the kind of fights Barbosa should be taking at this stage of his career. Entertaining fights, possible like you know, extra fifty Gs just waiting to happen. Uh, it's it's not going to move him you know back up the into the top ten. A win over Charles Jordan, but again, he's he's at the stage of his career where I don't think he should necessarily be worried about. Oh, just get me closer to a title fight. Just make me a number one contender. Just take fun fights. If he keeps if he keeps knocking off these kind of up and comers, great. Eventually he'll trip into a t- number one contenders fight. So anyone who's uh, who's against that matchup, you're 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 just a damn fool. Uh, pardon my language. You're just a damn fool. <laughs> uh. I, I went in with a different different direction just because I didn't want to give Jordan credit. I I I wanted to you know have my own idea. So I'm throwing uh, Nate Landwehr out there. I, I feel like in my like I threw it out and in my mind I'm like, has this not? been a matchup that's like been made and fallen through and i don't think it has so yeah give me another banger with uh Jordan and uh g- give him landwehr and that's it that really that that's there's not a lot of thought behind it it doesn't again i don't care about oh where does this put them in the rankings with a win and uh who could they fight next i just want to see them get in there and just and just slang and bang and uh put on a great entertaining show Lo- love nate the train and i i just want to keep giving him fun fights and uh air Jordan certainly fits that bill that is a fun one uh I mean, you can't have a double header of Canadian submission wins without the first one, right? Mark Andre Barriol, first submission win of his career. Guillotine choke was nasty, kicks off the main card against Jordan Wright. Where does Power Bar go, AK? This this is a tough one because I had all these like great matches for him, but apparently a lot of the people uh, around his range at middleweight are booked. I was like uh, Jacob Malkoon, I thought would be a good one. I think I believe Malkoon is booked. Yeah. Uh, was the one I thought was perfect. I thought I'm just looking at my list now. Oh, like Gregory Rodriguez, he's fighting Julian Marquez. There was like a lot of uh, uh, Kyle Dawkins. I think is also booked. Yep, Roman Delizze. Yeah. Roman Delizze. Uh, Nick. Oh, Nick Maximum. Nick Maximum. Oh yeah, Petrosky. So again, there's just all these these all these good names. So I kind of had to settle, and I was trying to avoid this too. I think I think subconsciously I was trying to avoid a Canadian on Canadian matchup, but. Also, a guy on a losing streak versus you know Barrio, who's now who's just got that win. But I think you can kind of go with him and Misha Serkinov. I think it's a fun fight. Misha Serkinov, of course, uh, uh, Canadian by way of Latvia, the man who was uh, has made Toronto's home for a long time. It, it's I, I want to know where where Misha, Misha Serkinov is at this point in his career. Has not looked great at middleweight. Uh, a guy again, a guy was a super exciting fighter at 205. You know, a, a fight finisher. A guy who was uh, he was in the UFC rankings at one point. I don't think not the top ten, but somewhere in you know the the twelve to fifteen range. 
I, I don't think he's done yet, but he does have a lot of mileage on him. He's been in some he's been in some tough fights. Some uh, he's been on the receiving end of some brutal finishes. Let's let's see where he is. Storm in there with power bar, and uh, let's let's get a gauge on where on where Serkinov is. I mean, this is like one of those classic fight night main card picks where there's really no wrong answer. So I kind of settled as well. Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Let's have some fun. Let's just go in there, throw them hands. Maybe you sneak in another submission. Maybe become like a Damian Maya type fighter out of nowhere. So yeah, that's fine. Let's head to spoiler. The- spoiler the most popular pick uh, for uh, Mark for MAB, and maybe the most popular pick I saw. Period. Uh, outside of like the uh, of all the prelim fighters, for sure, that was like the most common. Oh, sorry, he was on the main card. Excuse me, I forgot it was bumped up to the main card. But outside of the top four fights, I mean, Bayo was the and uh, Al Hassan, the most popular pick I saw. MAB versus ARA, three name versus three name. I'm yeah. in. Let's go. Let's head to the wild card round, AK. We're going to select one fighter we have not match made for yet, and we will match make for them right now. Who you got? Set us, start us off. My God, to be careful with my phrasing here because I don't like to objectify fighters. I don't like to go on about how, you know, a fighter's physical attractiveness. But I have to talk about, and this is my, because I had to make this guy my wild card. I had to talk about sexy Felipe Lins. Um, I, I, listen, Felipe Lins, an attractive man at heavyweight already. I'm not, I'm not saying because he was a heavyweight and he was, a, he had a few more pounds on him. He wasn't an attractive man. But my goodness, down to 205, this dude looks good. That's all I'm, that's, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. This dude looks good. I won't go on. Unrecognizable, I think, from excuse me, unrecognizable from the man who won the uh, the PFL title in a million dollars. So uh, new life at two hundred five. Good for you, Philippe, uh, Philippe Lins. Quite a glow up. Let's give him now. Now that Lins is part of the the two hundred five bodybuilders club, <laughs> let's throw him in there with Alonzo Menafield. Let's do it. Let's. He's that, if we're going for aesthetics. Uh, Menafield, of course, always always put on a show on the scale at least. Don't win there, Philippe Lins. Uh, let's. I don't know if I don't know if uh, Philippe Lins can be a contender to a five. I really don't. But that was a really nice performance for him on on Saturday uh, against a scrappy Martian Prakneo. Uh, Martian Prakneo, you know, not not an easy out, not an easy out. And uh, and he put it together. So slow build here. Not trying to do anything too crazy. Lins Menafield. Yeah, when when Philippe Lins walked through the doorway and started walking to the octagon it was like everyone at bayside high watched ac slater walk through the hallway for the oh, first time it was like I, a, it was a game changer <laughs> i thought you were going a different direction i thought you were going to say it's like when uh, janie comes down the steps and she's all that i, I was <laughs> for the frog <laughs> it's slow Philippe Lins automatically starts walking in slow motion and we got I can't fight this feeling any longer and oh. playing in the background Ariel Speedwagon let's go oh let's go Philippe Lins just a just an absolute dime piece out of nowhere right. oh, Mike, I, said I, was... <laughs> I apologize to all our listeners this is very so unprofessional I know but listen good, good on him made a lifestyle change we should Looks celebrate that he seems happy he's as healthy as he's ever been we should we should appreciate that and we should uh we should celebrate that most importantly he won his first ufc win most and he wins more than all the other junk we're talking he won a fight that's right and that hair is unbelievable too Very all right jealous. come on okay all right all right i'm going with the bantamweights because well why not uh arichi lang is a bad bad dude at 135 pounds that was a vicious knockout and we have a fight coming up on may 14th and i feel like the winner of this fight against arichi lang would be a lot of fun davy grant versus Louis Smolka. 
let's just go. Let's just throw him in there with one of those guys. I actually favored David Grant to win that fight. So we get we we're probably gonna get a Richie Lang versus David Grant because the UFC is no is undoubtedly going to take the suggestion and run with it. So that is my pick. It's kind of too easy, but I, there just wasn't really a lot of other options. We could have gone the Mike Jackson versus Casey Lydon route, but uh, I feel like this is the best way to go. <laughs> More on that later. Uh, yeah, there, there was there was a lot of this is our second week in a row, but more man, it's a lot of like contenders. Well, this one didn't have contenders, but this had like uh, some late notice changes and just people who don't have a lot of UFC experience. Uh, I want to take a look ahead at next week's card. Unless we've got a lot of a little bit of that with next week's card too. April April has been has not been a banner month for fight nights as far as card quality. So uh, I would just I want to direct people to uh, if you did, guys didn't get a chance to read it, we did do a roundtable earlier this week. Uh, myself, Dan Martin, Steve Morocco, and Jed Mishu, kind of asking, does card quality matter that much anymore as far as in terms of retaining? like fan loyalty and retaining viewership and i don't know some ways it does some ways it doesn't but these cards have really been testing people and and as you said mike really kind of been making it difficult for us to kind of do these compelling matchups because you can just go in so many different directions and frankly a lot of the even the winners on some of these cards are like two fights away from being released you know two bad performances away from being released that's just the turnover at the ufc now so what a what a downer i, I apologize for doing that but Yes, I actually like this card next week. I mean, it's not the best. I mean, this is a classic UFC co-main event with Jake Collier, Andre Arlovsky in the co-main slot. But the main event, Rob Font and Marlon Vera is, uh, is excellent. Almost kind of evens out everything else. But we get Gerald Mearshard on a card against Christoph Jocko. We get Darren Elkins, Tristan Connolly, Jared Gordon, Grant Dawson's fun. Andre Feely, Joannison Brito is going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, there is a lot of that. We get some newcomers coming in. Uh, Tetsuro Tyra is making his UFC debut on this card against Carlos Candelario. I mean, and then we get Romanov Chase Sherman after all, so not bad. And then we, and then that doesn't make it better. It does. does make it better. And just think what we get after this a week later. This is the go home show. I like it. Um, do we have any check the tapes? Do we have any, any bonus content before we go to our wonderful yeah. listeners? Yeah, listen, uh, uh, you know, I was going to save this for disclaimer, but I'll I'll say it now. First of all, uh, points to everyone. Uh, this was called a while ago, but uh, Brad Tavares versus Drikas Duplessis. This is like uh, Tavares fought, I think, last June, so hasn't fought in a bit. Last June or last July, and a lot of people called for him to fight Drikas, and uh, Tavares has not been booked against anyone since. So there you go. That looks like that fight's happening. UFC 276, July 2nd. So a uh, point to everyone there. I will say, people asking for uh, no points from matchups that were announced like two weeks. Ago. I got a couple of messages that were like, oh, you guys didn't mention on whatever the last show, by the way, this happened and this was booked. Uh, move on with your life. Move on <laughs> with your life. I'm sorry. No, I listen. We don't always have time for it. Uh, and if I missed it and it's completely my fault, okay, my bad, but uh, deal with it. Life isn't fair. That's, uh, that is honestly my message. Uh, you guys can, like I said, you guys can keep your points internally. I won't, if you, if you want to tell me you've got like 50 auto points, fine, I believe you. This is, this is an honor system. All right, these things obviously do have real life value, but this is an honor system. So uh, I'll, I will do a better job of keeping track of these in the future. We've kind of, we've kind of fallen off because we had some weird shows. You know, we've been doing live shows. We've been doing, uh, you know, you've been on vacation. I've been on vacation. I, I had to leave town for a bit. So we had a bit of, like, you know, it's been hard to keep track of these things lately. I'll do better. But people, if it was like two weeks ago and you want a point for it, this is the reaction you're going to get. Yeah, you're going to get crickets or you're going to get angry AK and, you know. Uh, do you want to give out the rest of the disclaimer? 
Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, for the listener picks coming up, by the way, Marcus McGee, he calls this picks the Bate Ashtaka Waltz. I don't know if that's a play on words that I'm missing besides obviously Jessica Andrade's nickname, but is that a type of waltz? Is that like an Ashtaka waltz or something? Am I not? I mean, I'm much not... like m- much like uh, the Otno point system, it's it's on the honor code. So if, if someone puts that out there into the world, <laughs> then I'm going to believe that it's some sort of waltz and that it's sure. an actual thing. I tried to Google it. Um, anyway, I, I messaged Marcus and didn't get back to me in time. So, Marcus, uh, you can explain to me later. Standard disclaimer, guys, categories rule for auto points. I'm, I'm hoping that soon we can give out some solo points. They're very hard to get. Again, you know, listen, the, the more picks that come in, the harder it is to get. But you guys are clever. There's some there's some, uh, some unique picks out there. People, please pay attention. Uh, people's weight classes, did these people fight already recently? And you, and you didn't justify why they should fight again soon? Is there a notable injury that you should be aware of? Uh, guys, I'm fighting.com. You can get all your news there. Fighters have been released. Fighters who are already booked. This happened a bunch this week. This happens a bunch every week. Guys, Topology, SureDog, MAFighting.com, whatever site you use for your news, just check to see if this person's been booked. And uh, most importantly, your picks might be doo-doo, and we don't want to read it. And, Mike, I do have a special disclaimer for this week because we had a lot of Bellator action, and I don't mean to downplay the Bellator cards because they were – they uh, Saturday especially was very eventful. A lot of, uh, lot of directions you could go with some of these fighters. But, but – Mike, you've mentioned this before. The Bellator roster is like is a lot smaller than the UFC's. It's the picks are usually a little more obvious, so it's not like it's just not it's just not as fun to talk about. I find I I think there's just such a limited like pool of guys uh, potential opponents to pick from when you get to a certain point that throwing out picks is kind of pointless. So to people who sent out Bellator picks, especially who like did like the whole card, like including picks for like preliminary fighters. First of all, God bless you. Secondly, if you think I'm going to read out all those Bellator picks, <laughs> Mike, in the, in the words of Judas Priest, you got another thing coming, pal. That's it. It's not happening. Thank you for everyone who sends the picks, but it's not happening. Oh, man. That is all right. that is the best disclaiming of all time on all the right, show. Man. That was amazing. That was great. Mike, um, I mean, listen, if there's a big tuna pick mixed in there and it makes sense, maybe we'll read it. But that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's about it. All right, let's get into this thing. I don't have a ton. Um, maybe they thought I was like off the show or something. They thought they or they liked Jed so much they were sending him the picks. But uh, the Matt Ravelli, I haven't heard from Matt in a while. Um, Mike, I really want to see Jessica Andrade versus Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie, quote unquote, won her last fight, and I think that would be a great for another runner-up for Rosa Carla. I, I love you, buddy. Matt, you are the man. That is an awful pick. <laughs> That's a terrible pick. Come on, dude. He, I mean, Jessica Andrade, like, if, if Jessica Andrade and Mackenzie Dern and where they're at right now, momentum was a race, Jessica Andrade, who's short enough, who's already, like, 5'1 and small for the division and stature, is like an ant. She's that far ahead of Mackenzie Dern, in my opinion. She's, like, ant-sized. It's not even close. I'm, Mike, it's a, very, it's a very popular pick. It's a very popular pick. I saw a lot of that. I, I hate it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Tristan Gordet. Claudio Pueyes versus Joel Alvarez. Not bad. Not bad. Yep. Very popular pick as well. I think that is like the right. That's a really good matchup for him. That's a good fight. Yeah. Uh, Sergey Hondosco versus Phil Rowe. Sure. Tyson mm. Pedro. Tyson Pedro versus Alonzo Menafield, AK. People yeah. say this matchup is too much of a step up for Pedro, which I don't, by the way, especially coming off a three-year layoff from injury. However, he looked impressive with the win over Villanueva, and the man has finishes over Paul Craig and Cleo Roundtree. Yeah, this is a perfect matchup if you've got wins over those guys, and he likes Akichi Lang versus Chad 
uh, and Elliger, which would be a fun fight as well. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, all right, let me go to this other page. Let's go to John Ray. John Ray. Jackson versus 3024 E. Casey Nurmagomedov Leiden. There can so only be one MMA media member slash fighter. Sure. Uh, wow, this is Team Handsome all over the place. Philippe Linz versus Tyson Pedro. How about that? I, ladies, watch out. Uh, Hondasco versus Nicholas Dalby. Barrio versus Muradov. Jordan versus Young Wu Choi. Barber versus the winner of Cynthia Calvillo versus Nina Nunez. I think Calvillo is booked to fight, was booked to fight Brianna the Bull in June. Uh, also, if you have guys have any, inform- any more info, yes, from what I understand, a source has told me that Calvillo is fighting Nina Nunez now. The fight with yes. Brianna Van Buren is not happening. Uh, it was supposed to. It was uh, It was on the books. There was talks about dates. One fighter thought it was one date. The other fighter thought it was another date. I don't know if that led to the fight not happening, but it's not happening anymore. Uh, Puez versus yeah, Alexander. If goes, yeah, if, go ahead. Oh, if anyone goes to Calvillo's topology page, it's actually confusing. Both both the Fortino and Nunes fights are still active, but uh, yeah, the Fortino fight's not. It's definitely not happening. Yeah, it's definitely not happening. Um, Puez versus Alexander Hernandez. Lemos versus Penne. Andrade versus the winner of Zhang Weili versus Joanna Jacek. And then we have a Bellator pick. Uh, Hill versus Gallagher for the Grand Prix backup. Well, I don't think we're going to see that this year, so we'll see. Harry Duwaska, Mike Jackson versus Martin Sano makes sense. Who else would he fight? <laughs> I saw that a, a couple of times. Uh, Philippe Linz versus Nikolai Negumarianu. Linz is weird because he makes a bunch of money, so maybe they give him more of a step up. Preston Parsons versus Ramiz Brahimaj. I have weird suspicions that Brahimaj is at USC level and had the same thoughts about Parsons prior to this great performance, so more of a matchup I want. Uh, Akichi Lang versus Inelliger, another one. Pedro versus Gamsatov, build him back up. Por favor. Honda versus Max Griffin. That's super fun. I like that. Uh, MAB versus Bruno Silva would be disgusting carnage between two guys with granite chins. Jordan versus Barboza or Cub Swanson. Either one is an offering to the just bleed gods. Uh, another par- Barber versus Calvillo Nunes winner. Poyas versus the Christos Giagos Tiago Moises winner. Poyas is so hard because he manages to look like a better version of Chase Hooper while winning five straight fights in the best <laughs> division in the sport. And then I another just Gondraj versus Mackenzie Dern. Call. I love that matchup. The Poyas Moises was it Moises? Who's Moises fighting? Moises is fighting um, Christos Giagos. I love it. The only, my only issue is I think that's in June, right? Yes, it's a couple months away, right? Yeah. I I think uh, I don't know if Poyas is going to want to wait two months for that fight to happen and then you know however long to have the fight booked. And so that 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 was actually my number one pick at first. It's just it's just too far in the in the future. And then he ends with Andrade Dern if you don't put her straight into a title fight. I mean, I may, you, may, maybe that's a decent they're, caveat. They're if, talking if, about it. I just think Mackenzie gets run over in this fight. It should not be good. Uh, Chris London, Andrade versus Marina Rodriguez, Poyas versus Mark Madsen, Jordan versus Billy Q. That's super fun. Uh, Barber versus Fioro. Is Fioro? Fioro's not rebooked yet, is she? I don't think. No, I don't, not as far as I know. No, I don't think. Barber Fioro's just. You, uh, Fioro's going to win that fight. It's it's not a competitive fight right now. Well, it's, only it's a fight we see fights. in the future. It's only tough fights. Yeah, Fiora's a fight a win away from fighting for the title right now after mm-hmm. her recent win. Uh, Barrio versus Kyle Baralho. Baralio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honda versus Max Griffin. Another one. Pedro versus William Knight. 
I don't think William Knight's going back to 205 anytime soon. By the way, I think that person just wants us to say Barrio versus Baralio as many times as possible because I also got one of those. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Linz versus Johnny Walker. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, what is this? That's not a pick. That's just somebody sending me a meme. Uh, Marcus, what do we got here? No Bellator. All right. I'll take it. Andrade Dern again. Poyas Mustafaev. Barber Joanne Wood. I don't think they're going to give her the Joanne Wood fight. I feel like she's already gotten those opportunities. I think Joanne Wood's going to be for somebody else. Uh, Charles Jordan, Edson Barboza, MAB, Puna Soriano. Sure. Honda versus yeah. uh, Lusa. Pedro Negumarianu. Huichi uh, Lang versus Dennis Bondar. And Linz versus Merzakhanov. Sure. Nice job. AK, we go to you, my friend. All right. Uh, oh, you just mentioned a Barber and Wood. That was the most popular pick I saw from Macy Barber. I think that says a lot about, sadly, about kind of how people view Joanne Wood right now. I think they view her as a spot to be taken, uh, which sucks uh, because because. I do. I mean, she's still. It's, it's not a guaranteed win for Macy Barber at all. But I bet Macy would be. I wonder how much she'd be favored uh, going into that. What do you think? What do you think the line would be there? Minus one ninety to open, and then it would probably just Close. inflate up to uh, to where she's at. I feel like I, was gonna say. I, I feel like now that Roxanne is retired and is out of MMA, I feel like Joanne Wood is the new Roxanne. Kind of, yeah, viewed in the same way. Um, but yeah, like, listen, that's not that's not. If, uh, I, and I don't think Macy Barber would look at it that way either. Is that that being an easy win uh, for Jessica Andrade? Like we said, there was a lot of Dern talk, and then some. You know, uh, Namajunas Asparza the two, uh, one of the winner loser, or Jessica Andrade. Uh, sorry, excuse me, or um, Zhang Wei Li, Joanna Chichik, winner loser. So, like we said, feels like there's a rematch that's going to happen at some point. Maybe not next, but. Th those those names are going to be uh, sort of dancing together in the same circle for a while. Jodin, man, so many pop-up options for him. Alex Caceres, Lerone Murphy, Billy Quantillo. Uh, Barrio versus Al-Hassan, again, super popular pick. Pedro versus Negumarianu. That's the most popular. Oh, that and, and Zuchuku. But uh, Thomas Collins had this to say about the Nico matchup. He said, I still believe Tyson is top 10 material, but Nikolai is coming off a couple of wins and would be a winnable fight for Tyson and a way of slowly rebuilding him again. Mike, Tyson, uh, Pedro, top 10 material at 205? I mean, no. <laughs> no. I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, listen, the, the guy beat Ike Villanueva. And I like Ike. Nice guy. Him being in the UFC is, is is one of my all-time favorite stories. Never thought it would happen. But he beat Ike Villanueva. He did what this fight was supposed to set him up to do. And by the way, two illegal kicks. No points taken. Again, but that 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 could lead us down a whole other rabbit hole. Um listen, Tyson beat the leg kicks are great. He beat Ike Villanueva. Let's slow our roll mm -hmm. in the top ten talk. Uh -huh. One and four. Ike Villanueva, one and four now in the UFC. Not not the most you know sterling competition. But Thomas Collins saying he's he he is top ten material, Mike. Top ten material. I mean, we got to we got to fight more than once in four years. I know he had a lot of injuries. I'm glad he's back. Um, he needs to win like he needs to win like three more in a row before we could start having those types of conversations. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about Arichi Lang versus Randy Costa? Hmm. Be a great first round. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a tremendous first round. 
so yeah i'm in that fight probably isn't getting out of the first so yeah it'd be it'd be a banger i like it one other really popular pick I saw, Preston Parsons versus uh, Luis Koski. I mean, that was supposed to be that was supposed to happen on Saturday, so it's a lot of people just like just rebook it. Sure, uh, Linz versus Maxime Grishin, a little PFL versus on PFL action. Uh, both guys, who I think, were heavyweights in the PFL, right? And then are light heavyweights now. Uh, and the most popular pick for Mike Jackson, besides E.K. Leiden, of course, was uh, Pete Rodriguez. So there you go. I did see some Martin Sano as well, but I think Pete Rodriguez. Surprisingly, the most popular. All right, let me go to my emails now. I had one. I had one. Uh, oh, I had one lonely email from a regular listener, Zach. I've lost the ability to read here. Zach left. Excuse me. Uh, and uh, a lot of the picks already said, but kind of an interesting one, and one I thought about, Mike, but I didn't want to necessarily throw them in together right now. Claudio Pais and Drakkar Close. I like it. I'm in, but Drakkar Close has you sold on this Mark Matson idea. We gotta, we gotta go with that. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> totally in. Um, but if you don't do that, hmm, Drakkar Close's next fight needs to be someone against a 55er from Fight Ready. I will say that. Like we just gotta do that. There, the, the build to that fight will be super fun. The Mark Matson idea is is a good one. But if not, listen. If the UFC goes that route, I'm in. And something tells me if the UFC is as high as on Claudio Poyas as a lot of other people are, I don't think they're, I don't think they love Jakar Close right now. <laughs> I just don't think, I don't think they, I think they like him a lot, but they're not in love with him. And I feel like they see more of a ceiling for Claudio Poyas. So maybe they would want to set that fight up to maybe take Jakar Close down a notch, but that's a good fight. I mean, rankings wise. Yeah, I think they're kind of in the same spot. So I'm in if that's the direction they go. It's one of those, I think we'll see it, just not next. I yes. do think Poyas in close fight at some point, uh, but it could be like a year from now, just, just a bit further down the road. Uh, look, I'm going so right to Instagram. Otno and MMA fighting memes, our pal Michael Conifry. Guys, if you're not following, Otno and MMA fighting memes, please, on Instagram. Hilarious stuff. Uh, he, though I do, have to, I do have to give him a little a little slap on the wrist here. He said, uh, Page, uh, Tyson Pedro versus Jimmy Crute. Crute just had surgery in March to deal with some leg injury, so I don't think we'll be seeing Crute for a while. Um, again, guys, this is pretty well-known news, so uh, again, I, I please remove Jimmy Crute from your matchmaking for the foreseeable future. I'm sure he'll recover fine, and we'll, we'll see him sooner rather than later, but it's just, you know, we just don't know for now. And and again, he should take off all the time he needs, because apparently his leg's pretty, pretty messed up. It would be fun, a fun little oceanic matchup, though. And Lando Venata versus Julian Arosa. Fun. Super fun. Fun. Brandon Nunez, uh, Tyson Pedro versus the Ryan Span, Yuan Kuchalaba. Well, I butchered that. Yuan Kuchalaba, loser, May 14th. Uh, Mike, you're going to hate or love this. I'm not sure. Claudio Preyas versus Patty Pimblett. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, not an oh, come on. Oh, my goodness. I thought, like, we were going to try to make like are we in the business of making patty a star like isn't that what we're trying to do like Playas would annihilate patty at this stage claudio Playas is a minus fourteen thousand favorite oh. in that fight a, a bigger a bigger favorite than dean barry was against uh against mike jackson that's a ter- i mean come on i mean if you just don't want to be in the patty pimblet business that's a great matchup but yeah if, if that happens we know something went wrong with patty pimblet in the ufc something was said backstage and something, yeah something went wrong Dad Jackson, Linz versus Nzuchuku, uh, Pedro versus Michael Oleksaychuk. This seems inevitable. I like. I have to mention this. Uh, Ike Villanueva to BKFC, Mike. 
Um, no, I don't think that'll happen. I think Ike would be fine just uh, going back to, to Fury FC and trying to become maybe a two-division champion for, for that fine organization. He uh, uh, had a great run with them, got him into the UFC. Ike is a full-time worker. He loves his job, works at a very supportive place uh, that wants him to pursue his goals. They've been very, uh, very flexible with him. And I don't think that much is going to change. Plus, Ike is a Ike's got kids who play football. I believe his oldest, who is in his corner, uh, is about to play college football at the University of North Texas, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, so Ike's going to be a very busy guy. So I don't think BKFC is the road for him. But if Ike still wants to fight, there's plenty of uh, regional opportunities for him in the Houston, Texas area. I don't see why he can't fit BKFC into that schedule, Mike. I mean, he could. Who's going to fight in BKFC? I don't want to see him fight in BKFC. Come on. Mm, I kind of do. You do? Uh, Who do you want him to fight in BKFC? I can't name five BKFC heavyweights, <laughs> so you got me. Or light heavyweights. You got me. He'd probably be a heavyweight over there. But. Yeah. Uh, Sergey Kondosko. Excuse me, guys. I clear my throat. Sergey Kondosko versus Andre Fialio. Love it. Macy Barber versus Sajara Eubanks. Uh, Sajara's what lost like three straight, right? She's, she's, not, she's not doing great. No, she didn't know. She's lost one, right? Because she, she beat one. Elise Reed. <laughs> I almost... I, that sounds so disrespectful. I almost don't. I'll say three of four. Three of four. Three of four. Okay. Uh, yeah, it could happen. It could happen again. If you want to give her kind of that veteran test that you think would be favor- favorable for her, at, sure. Not a bad matchup. Uh, Pueyes versus Carlos Diego Fajera. So we're talking top 20. Probably top 20 guy right there. It's a bit of a jump up. Uh... I don't mind it. That's, I don't mind it. Yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, I'll take that every day of the week at twice on Sunday over the Patty Pimblet idea. That's just dumb. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I Patty Pimblet does not want that fight. Uh, Blake Lewitt says, uh, "I'm giving this guy the benefit of the doubt here." He said Pedro versus Khalil Roundtree, but did not put a two. Did not mention as a rematch. Guys, uh, those guys fought five. Uh, sorry, almost five, six years ago now. I know it's a lifetime ago, but still. You guys got to remember this stuff. So uh, let, let me ask you this, uh-huh. especially on this show where we try to be positive and be, and be the, the show for the people. Mm-hmm. Is there a statute of limitations on this? Like, on, if, like them having to mention that before it's a, before it's a doo doo pick officially. Like I think five six years. I think no. that's that's long enough. No, you should remember if they fought before. You should you you should have to say two or rematch. So I know that you know that they fought before. Now I think Blake does know. That's I I am being positive here. I am giving Blake the benefit of the doubt and assuming he knew they fought so long ago that they didn't need to be mentioned that is a rematch because it's like, it's essentially a fresh matchup. They're both very different guys probably from the first fight. But people help me out here. Let me know how intelligent you are and put a two on there put a rematch <laughs> just let me know because I'm, I'm usually going to give you the benefit of the doubt but some days it might not be so nice disclaimed just, you just got disclaimed <laughs> MMA heads likes uh, Cotto Pueyes versus uh, Rafael Alves I like it too stylistically I just think Pueyes is quite a bit ahead of him in the rankings unfortunately yeah. so that's why that wouldn't happen but obviously a really fun uh, grappling matchup uh, Charles Jordan versus I like I like this one I don't know I hadn't thought about it uh, I'm, uh, Amir Khani yeah yeah, that's Could be fun. fun. I think Jordan handles him, but uh, I liked I liked how uh, Maquan looked in his last fight. So, I mean, look uh, at the submi- the the submission exchanges those guys. Look at Charles Jordan, the submission master. I mean, come on, <laughs> the scrambles would be amazing. 
Barrio versus the Rodriguez Marquez loser. Again, the only reason I didn't go in this direction, similar reason I mentioned before for someone else, that's June 18th. It's a bit of a wait. So that's MAB having to wait two months and then wait for the match to be made and then wait for the fight. So he might want to. I mean, that's a great fight for him, either guy, um, Gregory Rodriguez or uh, Julian Marquez, but that's, it's a, it is a long wait. Uh, Orichi Lang versus uh, Daniel Santos, the Willie Cat. And uh, I should have saved this one for last. Jackson versus Barry 2. Run it back. Run it back. You know that's what they're gonna do, right? They probably should. Like I laughed at it, but I guess you just do it. <laughs> no, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. <laughs> but they will. That's exactly what they're going to do. So and it's gonna be a coat. And you know what, AK? Hot take time. Don't do this. Don't say it. Don't say the CM word. Co-main event. Stop it. It's going to be. Guarantee it. That's horrible. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Bradbury, uh, Linz versus Merzakana, Pedro versus Pracnia. Oh, I like that. It's matchup winners. Oh, not matchup winners. I guess matchup. Pedro versus Pracnia. I don't know if that makes sense. Arichi Lang versus the Oday Osborne Zavruk Adeshev winner, June 4th. I just wanted to remind people that fight is happening. Yeah, but oh, that's Hedge, fight Hedge. also Hedge. happening at 25. Arichi Lang is no longer a 25er, he's a 35er. Oh, I see what happened here. Uh, it's okay. Okay. Well, I, maybe we don't know. But we don't, also, we don't know for sure, right? We don't know for sure. Um, I, I think he's staying at 35. I mean, did you see the size of him? Like, how much Like how much better he looked sure. at 35? Yeah. But that, that is not... But, Matt Bradbury, that is not an invalid pick. And Condosco uh, versus Carlson Harris. Barrio versus Cody Brundage. Sure. Sure. Tino Alvarez. This is the late pick. I wanted to read this. Jessica Andrade versus Manon Fioro. Uh, Tino says this could co-main event a France card with Blades versus Cyril Gan in the main event. So, so this is a you know there's some there's some uh, thought going into how this would go, you know a particular event here. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. At first, I was like, I don't really like that matchup, but again, you're right. If you do that as a as a, as a French attraction kind of thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tino was also down with Poyas versus Turner, uh, Barber versus Blanchfield, Barrio versus Brian Battle, uh, Kandosko versus Munir Lazez, Pedro versus Tefan Chukwe, and Arichi Lang versus Victor Alta Morano. Is that another flyweight matchup? No, right? He's a phantomweight, right? Uh, I think so. Victor Altamirano fought Carlos Hernandez. That is a flyweight battle. So, I, I, you know what, Mike? I guess what? People aren't convinced that uh, Arichi Lang, or they're just not remembering. But I'm giving right. them the benefit of the doubt again. A lot of benefit of the doubt is being given this week, Mike, that they that they did know and they just assume he's going back. Because we have a high class of listener. Enjoy uh, it, friends. Enjoy, enjoy it while it lasts. I'm just happy we have a, we've had a normal show this week, Mike, where we're both on. It's not live. I love the live shows, but I also kind of like, sometimes I like the traditional, you know, just audio only ought knows where we have a little more time to breathe and set up the show and all that. Exactly. Uh, Braden O'Neill on Twitter. Barrio versus Maximov Petrosky winner, May 14th. Kondosko versus Jake Matthews. I like this matchup because Kondosko is really, really, really experienced. I know he only has three UFC fights, but he just has a ton of like pro experience. And I think you kind of have to actually put him up with some of these like more well-known people at some point. Yeah, I don't mind it. Linz versus Ed Herman, and there's another Mike Jackson versus uh, Martin Sano. Martin Sano, Mike, is he getting another UFC fight? I have no idea. I mean, maybe no, if they're. Right? If, I mean, well, listen. If if they're gonna. They're going to push Mike Jackson to the moon here. I mean, these are the kind of fights. We're going to keep Mike Jackson around. Imagine if, like, imagine if they rebook Mike Jackson, Dean Barry, too, and Mike Jackson, like, straight up annihilates him. Can you imagine? I can. I mean, what a moment that would be. Like, not a I DQ, not an eye poke, none of that. And by the way, Dean Barry handling this awfully. Just terrible. It's not great. 
No, not good at all. Not good at all. You look foolish. <laughs> that gouge was just, that's one of the worst fouls I've seen in recent memory. That was real bad. Yeah. Uh, Christopher, at Aguiar MMA, uh, Barbara vs. Arjo Lee, loser, May 14th. Yes, I'm down with that. And uh, Juliana Velasquez versus Mike Beltran, because <laughs> WTF was that stop. Listen, I, uh, Mike, I, I confess, I, I'm reading this out because I do want to say, I have said this multiple times, many times. I don't think Mike Beltran is a great ref. He's really popular. I get it. People like him. People love the the, the facial hair. Fine, that's cool. I it's I just find it weird that he escapes controversy as much as like, or sorry, doesn't receive as much criticism. I'd say as some of his peers. He he he's made some like really questionable calls. And and I always I always hear the Mike Beltran's a great ref, but. I don't know how many times I can hear that uh, in connection with him making a mistake before we say maybe he's not that great of a ref. And um, I'm I'm not saying he's like the worst ref. I'm just saying like we criticize a lot of referees. I think he's kind. I kind of lump him in there with a lot of the other subpar referees that um, that people normally call out. So maybe I'm maybe I'm off base on this, but. Justin Gaethje gave him crap last time for the, the Mike Chandler fight. Um, he got fouled. He didn't like how Mike Beltran kind of was indecisive and in, and in, in pausing the fight. Uh, he let Matt Frivola like destroy uh, <laughs> uh Gennaro Valdez that that should have been this thing stopped earlier I've got a list here and then uh Nico Negu, Nico Negu Mariano was in a fight recently where like Nico was just like grabbing the fence and I think he got like four warnings from Mike Beltran and I think that's my beef with Mike is that like I feel like he's a very showy referee um you know referees are best you know not seen and not heard uh, and I just feel like he's always he's kind of in the middle of the action and again that's why people like him he's very visible it kind of for me it kind of bothers me um uh, and i wish he'd be a little more hands off and uh, this guy uh, and and i i didn't like and i really really didn't like the um velasquez carmouche uh, stoppers not the worst stoppers i've ever seen but not the worst stoppers i've ever seen but i i do think it was it was bad yes now if this was juliana velasquez versus liz carmouche opening prelim of bellator 278 yes the stoppage is justified if we're talking about like one and oh fighter versus Oh, and three fighter, cool. Mm-hmm. Like we're good, but this is this is a world championship main event. Juliana Velasquez has been in tough spots before, and she's able been able to battle out of them. You have to be able to give it. Listen, was the, was the position ugly? Yes. Could it have gotten worse? Perhaps. Do you want to err on the side of caution more oftentimes than than you don't? Sure, but not in this situation. Not in this situation. Juliana Velasquez looked like her arm was getting free. She looked loose. Yeah, she took some elbows, but she wasn't, like, getting cut open. She wasn't close to going out. She was very active on her back. She was in a tough spot, sure. This is a this is a an awful stoppage. Like, yeah. in hindsight, maybe it was the right choice, but for a, a fight with this much stakes, with everything on the line here, Juliana Velasquez putting her undefeated record online. People questioning her heading into this fight. Like, she even that good after the Denise Kielholtz fight? She's up three rounds. She's winning. She won all three rounds against Liz Carmouche. And then this happens. Liz gets in a good spot. I, I don't agree with the, hey, we're both military people, so let me, like, scratch your back, Liz Carmouche. I don't agree with that take. But this is a bad stoppage. And... Everything Juliana Velasquez has been saying, I completely agree with. I understand she told her own Guillermo Cruz she's going to go out there and try to get this overturned. Never, ever going to happen. No. But Scott Coker at least has has caught out and said, let's let's try to run this one back. And Liz Carmouche can say whatever she wants. The only option is to run this one back. Liz Carmouche has to, like, it took her so long 
to become a world champion. And I know she's thrilled and I know she's happy, but there is a competitive spirit inside her that like a week from now when the the buzz wears off, she's going to be like, this isn't convincing. Like there's controversy. I don't want any controversy attached to it. The competitor in her is going to say, listen, you want to go again? Let's go. I'm just going to beat you up worse. Yeah. And let me just say, I'm not saying Mike, like you, you made a good point that Mike Brown, I do think should consider the stakes should consider that's a championship fight. I'm not concerned about the time and the clock. I'm not, I'm not for anyone who's saying like, Oh, it's not his job to, you know, sit, think about how much time is left in the round that I agree with that, that I, I don't think it's his, he should be like looking at the clock and going like, Oh, there's like, you know, 15 seconds left and can, can uh, Velasquez write it out. So that in that sense, that's fine. I, I don't mind the timing of the stoppage, but yeah, I mean, I think just looking closely at the action, I, I just didn't think at any point, um, Carmouche had done enough damage in that position to warrant the stoppage. I did feel like Velasquez was still active and trying to work out of it. Crucifix is, is a very hard position to officiate. I get it because fighters can be stuck in there and not taking damage, but eating kind of those elbows. and it, it just looks bad, right? It looks bad. And I think there was one angle where it almost looked like Velasquez's eyes were kind of like a little glassy. Uh, there was one camera angle that captured that. Maybe that's what Mike saw. Again, he's in there. He's a lot closer than we are. But but yeah, taking everything into context, I was really shocked that he would make that call. I do hope we get to see a rematch. And to end this on a positive note, it is kind of cool to say Liz Carmouche world champion. It is. Because she's had, she's had chances in multiple weight classes. She's a great fighter. She's just been overlooked for so long. That stink bomb against Valentina Shevchenko, I know that's like the first thing people are going to think about when they think of Liz Carmouche and world title fights. Fine. That's on her. But she's a great, she's a great fighter up to that point. She's been a really good fighter after. I think she has a great story. Uh, so, circumstances unfortunate, but it is great that Carmouche has uh, finally got her due and got a belt around her waist. And yeah, the right thing to do is run it back. And and uh, and look, I think she'd be she might be favored to win a rematch. I don't know. It depends on people how how people saw that fight. Like you said, Velasquez seemed to be winning, um, but run it back. Look, and my and my, you know, to not just make this the crap on Mike Beltran show. Mike stoppage of the Rafian Stotts Barachaleta fight was it was it was a good stoppage. Juan was done though. He was done. And Juan could sit there and fight it all he wants. Even Juan Archuleta went on social media was like props to Mike Beltran, good stoppage. That's it. So yeah. One yeah. awful stoppage and one really good stoppage. I, I think Archuleta his his complaining in the moment was definitely one of those he got knocked out and didn't really know what happened. You know? 100%. So of course of course you're gonna complain and be like, What? I got knocked out? I don't remember that. It's like, well, that's 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 really the issue. <laughs> yeah, that's really the problem. Uh, Dax at Pike Putt Pueyes versus. I ha I thought about this, but I I I'm, I'm not ready to make this happen yet. Pueyes versus Ilya Topuria. Uh, no, no, because Topuria is 45 or so. I know, but if he sticks around at 155, he'd be in that range for me. Like that's kind of the rankings range where I have Topuria, but. Yeah, I mean, I'd watch it. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. I'd think Taporia. I mean, I don't look at Claudio Poyas and say, I say, okay, I'm excited to see where he goes. He's got a high ceiling. But with Ilya Taporia, I look at him and I say, this guy's fighting for a world title in the next three years. I don't have that same feeling yet with Claudio Poyas. Not saying he we can't get there, but I mean, Ilya Taporia is just, just folding dudes left and right and he's yeah he's fighting for a world title for sure it's just let's figure out the weight situation let's figure out where you're gonna fight go from there if you want to be a 55er bulk up hit the hit the weights get into it if you're gonna be a 45er hit 
lighter weights and eat less and win at 45. Well, Mike, that might be why we need to make the fight happen, though, is if you think Tapuri is a surefire world title contender, let's see him take on some tough competition like Poirier, see what happens. Uh, Jordan versus Shane Burgos. Uh, Berriot versus Boralio. There you go, guys. And uh, <laughs> Mike Jackson versus uh, this is, I want to actually call this again. This is Dax at Pike Butt on Twitter, guys. Uh, Jackson versus uh, Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> Tongue firmly in cheek. Uh, it just says, Game Bread needs an easy fight. And who knows? Anything can happen in MMA. So, uh, hey. If you're Mike Jackson, you should be calling that out. <laughs> let's, let's let's see. I don't think a commission would uh, would authorize that one, unfortunately. Uh, Steven Breiter, Puez versus Jacquezi, and uh, Barrio versus Armin Petrosian. Yeah, I like that one, too. Um, ain't no expert. This is the one that everyone thought you were going to say, that Jed thought you were going to say, Mike. The Puez versus um, Alexander Hernandez matchup. Did you say why that's not really the, the direction you, you want to go in? Because that, like... That's the Patty fight. You do Patty versus Alexander oh, yeah, yeah, Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, right. That's the fight. Yeah, you've been pushing that for a while. Yeah, Poyas is. If, listen, Jose gives me crap because I like was was high. I was a little higher on Hernandez than most others, and I still like Alexander Hernandez. Sure. He's got a good personality. Uh, he's he's a nice guy. Uh, he's always been very good to me in my career. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's he's on a little bit of a schneid right now. Claudio Poyas and those guys are way ahead of Alexander Hernandez in my opinion. Like, Poyas would be a massive favorite against Hernandez. I'd pick him. I think he's like a two-and-a-half-to-one favorite off yep. the, on Jump Street against Hernandez. But Jalen Turner just... And same with Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner versus Alexander Hernandez, I don't think goes well for Hernandez either. So that's just kind of where these guys are at. Not saying Hernandez can't turn it around, but Hernandez is one of those weird stories that... I don't know, man. Like, if he... Like, if he... If the Contender Series is a thing when he was coming up through the ranks like what would Hernandez's career look like if he was developed the right way instead of being thrown into a fight with Benil Dariush right away and getting that quick knockout yeah. sometimes like jumping into the top 15 after one win is just not good for you it's just not a good thing some can handle it and some are ready for it some aren't and this is just one of those tales that Hernandez never really got a chance to develop in the UFC and here we are yeah, the, the the best worst thing to happen to him was that uh, Dariush win for sure, sure. Uh, Charles Jordan versus Carmela Kirk, Marc Andre Barrio versus Roman Kopilov, and Felipe Linz versus Jamal Hill. So some people just want to see Linz just throw him in there. He's a Jeez. former PFL heavy, a former PFL heavyweight champion. Let's see him throw him up at the at two hundred five. Hayes Bethard, my pal. Uh, Jordan versus Dan Ige if he loses to uh, Movsar Obloyev on June fourth. Linz versus Devin Clark. Uh, and Mike Jackson versus I actually like this one uh, Blood Diamond win lose or draw versus Orion Kosky doesn't matter just uh, just have him fight Blood Diamond next I I actually really, it actually makes a lot of sense yeah that's 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 fine or yeah like yeah that's fine I was gonna say Carlos Zolberg but no way because Carlos Zolberg's a two hundred five right so that wouldn't make any sense but um, yeah that's that Thank that's you. kind of the range we're looking at if we're we're keeping the truth around. Yeah. Uh, Marcus McGahey, a lot of good picks, but uh, Arichi Lang versus Kevin at TV Dad, I think that's a fun one. That that is a, this is another flyweight. Do I, should I stop reading? Maybe uh, we're not convinced. Maybe you know. Maybe yeah, it doesn't really, seem like you're convinced, AK. I, I well, I mean, I, again, I I forgot that uh, he was coming. For some reason, I was thinking he was coming down from featherweight, not going up from flyweight. So that shows you where my brain is. But um, no, the TV Dad is a is a bantamweight, so that's okay. Good stuff. And Condosco versus Gunnar Nelson, battle of the returning karate stylists. So two guys who had long layoffs who practiced the karate. 
So uh, Marcus, always creative with the picks there. I like that. Sean Haywood. Mike Jackson versus Jason Witt. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't like No, not no, a good Jason idea. Jason Witt really beat up Mike Jackson. Uh, Philippe Lins versus other here's of this. Will Knight again at uh, 205. You know what? No, I was going to say go do it at heavyweight, but no. I, we've talked about our affection for light heavyweight Lins. Let's not go back there. Arichi Lang versus uh, Danat Bakuri, which would be like Inner Mongolia versus Mongolia. So that's kind of an interesting one. Kandosko versus Sankanan. Uh, Bahiel versus Soriano. And then uh, I don't know why you're trying to hurt me by going Canada versus Canada here. Uh, Charles Jodain versus Gavin Tucker. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Come on now. Why? Why are we doing this? Why? Uh, Claudio Pueyes versus Jamie Malarkey. I like it. At Four Corner Sports NY, I want to read what they had to say here about. Jessica Andrade versus Namajunas 3. Regardless of the outcome of Rose versus Carla 2, Jessica lost the rematch between her and Rose, but I feel like the outcome would be different if they were to meet for a third time. Seems to be a pretty, pretty popular sentiment. By the way, Rose left the octagon uh, after the fight with Andrade with her eye completely shut, closed in a three-round war. Imagine if that was in a five-round fight. I, again, I, I I don't know. I think I have to review that fight. Um, I think people most would agree it wasn't a robbery. Like that worst, a draw. But also by pride rules, most people would have given it to Jessica Andrade. So uh, we will run that back at some point, I do believe. Uh, Pueyes versus Hawk Paras. Jardin versus Dawadu. Again! Guys, can we not keep the Canadians separated? <laughs> Why? Arichi Lang versus John Castaneda. And uh, I also wanted to read what he had to say about Barber versus Tatiana Suarez. Four Corner Sports NY says, I'm aware Suarez is still injured, but if we can get this version of Macy to fight a healthy Tatiana, it'd be interesting to see Macy's violent clinch game versus Tatiana's wrestling. Um, I do agree, if only because we don't know what Tatiana is at 125 yet. Um, I, again, I assume probably, probably similar to her strawweight form, but it is a different weight class. The girls are a little bigger. Could be, it could be a, a good fight for Macy. I don't know. Mike? Yeah. I mean, sure, sure. I'd favor Tatiana in that one uh, yeah, pretty heavily. Be. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, could be a, it would be an interesting uh, would be an interesting comeback fight. Uh, would get some attention for Tatiana Suarez, and a big statement for Macy if she could pull off that upset. That'd be huge, huge, yeah. huge, huge. Uh, a couple more here. Thomas Collins. I want to read out this: Mike Jackson versus Mickey Gall too. <laughs> Given Mike's UFC career, a rematch against Gall would be an unlikely choice for his next fight. I mean, I don't think it happens because Gall just, like, you know, annihilated him in the first fight. But where's Mickey at now? Mickey is now a seven is now seven and five as a pro. Uh, and I guess seven and, uh, I should say six and five in the UFC. He's only had one fight outside the UFC. Um, lost two straight, three of four? I don't think it happens, but it's like, it wouldn't be, like, the craziest thing. No, it would be pretty crazy. Anything that happens with Mike Jackson is crazy that I mentioned it. So, I mean, here's like Mickey was looking pretty good in the Mike Mallott fight until he got until he got colded. Like he looked, he was looking good on the feed. He, he was look. I, I mean, I don't know. It's just it's it's a, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it honestly. But Mickey's the better fighter, clearly. Yeah. Um, it would it wouldn't go differently, I don't imagine. Yeah, you're you're probably right, but we already know what's going to happen, folks. Just be prepared for it. We're going to see Jackson Berry two, co-main event when the UFC returns to Ireland 
maybe sometime this year. And then main event when the uh, like whatever scheduled main event falls through. Oh God! Oh, God. <laughs> there's no going back now. Nope, you're right. Uh, speaking of speaking of Ireland, our man in the uh, on the Emerald Isle, uh, Barry O'Reilly, is going to close out our Twitter picks here. Uh, Linz versus Roundtree, I like that. Preston Parsons versus Carlson Harris, I like that. Mike Jackson versus E. Casey Lydon, of course. He says he says if Mike is UFC caliber, then get Casey in there ASAP and show some of these guys what a real fighter looks like. And then I wanted to read, they had a, they had a, a note to you. Uh, uh, Barry has a note for you, Mike. Uh, I got to read. Oh, sorry, here's another one. Barber versus uh, Molly McCann. That'd be another fun one to have a, uh, on a European card. I actually like that one. I do too, kind of. Yeah. I like that fight. It's been suggested before, but it makes like even more sense now. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm in. If there, There's rumors that the UFC is going to London in July. Uh, the, the the promotion has not announced this. Uh, there are rumors circulating. If that is indeed the case, that is a great fight. That's a great main card fight to have on that card. Barbara versus McCann. Because I kind of like Barbara's approach right now. Like She feels like I, at some point I will be champion. I'm a little more humble. If the UFC goes that route, I'm, I'm in. Let's go. Yep, she's just saying yes to everything now and, and uh, having a positive attitude. And I'm the prince of positivity. I like that. I like that. I, I know Macy Barber. Look, I know she's said some some silly stuff in the past. I get it. I, I, I totally understand why why she has her share of, quote, unquote, haters. She's got the social media haters. But overall, I've always I've always liked Macy. I've always thought, um, yeah, she's a legitimate prospect. Prospects lose fights. It happens. I, I Especially to like Roxanne Matafari and people like that. Like, no shame in that. So I, I'm a fan of hers. Yeah, I think her and McCann, you're right, in, in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in the UK would be fantastic. Uh, what was the other thing I want to read here? Oh yes, yes, I'm sorry. So I know I said I wasn't digging up old like Mike checks and uh, no, uh, you know, uh, check the tapes things, Mike. But they, they had a very specific comment. Barry says Mike praised a listener pick, Ian Gary versus Brian Barberina. I don't know if you remember this. He and then Barry says I suggested that right after Gary's first fight and Barberina's last fight, and it was not met with any such praise. To quote the Hurricane. What's up with that? Time heals all wounds. I mean, <laughs> we needed, I needed to see more from Mr. Gary, and he got another win. He was tested against a tough dude, a guy who fought Brian Barberina previously and gave Brian a tough fight. So I, I know we don't, like to, we don't like to play the MMA math game, but the storyline's there. I feel like Ian, experience-wise, and Barberina lines up nice. Barberina's coming off a... a, a Great win over Matt Brown, one of the best fights of the year. Sure, let's just keep the storyline going. Like, I fought this dude, then I beat this dude, and this dude fought Brian in his UFC debut on short notice. That means I could beat Brian. So let's go. I like it. It makes sense. It's not too much of a step up for Ian Gary, but it's a, a fine step up against a name that a lot of people respect. And I think Ian Gary would, uh, I know he says a lot of things, and I know people question the, the lots of things he says. But I think Ian Gary would come in there and uh, and not be like humbled up by the experience, but I think he'd be very appreciative uh, to, to step in there and fight a guy like Brian Barberina. And I think he would learn a lot from it. So uh, now I'm in. I apologize if you felt slighted, but now is the time. I think I probably consider that a uh, like one of those Mr. It might be Mr. Right, but not Mr. Right now kind of fights. <laughs> Now, now I think is the time. Now I think it's Mr. Right can, now. Can we agree Barry was a little bit ahead of his time with this one? In a good way? Yeah. Listen, sure. I mean, 
Listen, sometimes we, we make these predictions. Listen, I, I said three years ago Danny Sabatello was going to be a problem, and it took three years for people to realize that. And sometimes it takes me – I jump on these things early, and sometimes it takes me a minute to to let the numbers and, and the gears kind of play out for it all to line up. And here we are. Now Now I'm with you, Barry. We're, uh, we're on the same page. And it didn't take me that long. It took me less than a year. <laughs> Now you're all coming around to the Danny Sabatello chatter. Now you're all jumping on the bandwagon. And I'm sure Sabatello is going to be on the MMA hour. But guess who Guess who had Sabatello on oh, his boy. shows first? This guy right here with the two thumbs. Multiple times. Multiple times. Because I knew. I knew. And I tried to shove him down your throat. You hated him. And now you love him. You're welcome. This uh, that, went in a, that went in a weird direction. But, uh, I, I, but I agree. You were ahead of your time on Danny Sabatello. And listen, people. If you want, if you want to come at Mike... If you want some of that that spicy fire that you just heard right there, hit us up, guys. Hit us up in the future. Uh, you can reach me uh, on Twitter. My DMs are open everywhere. Hit me up on Twitter, at Alexander K. Lee. On Instagram, at Alexander K. K. Lee. And uh, email me, alex.lee at espionation.com. Mike, how can people reach you? Best way on this program, uh, M underscore heckjr on Instagram. Um, I'm trying to be better with Instagram. I'm trying to post like more and more stuff. So, I mean, I went from like once every like seven weeks to maybe once a week now. So we're getting there. We're, we're trying to, to roll along. I'm trying to learn. And uh, yeah, next week, UFC is back once again. Again, I love this main event. Bantamweights, 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 Rob Font, Marlon Cheeto Vera, Jake Collier versus Andre Arlovsky is just going to be fun and kind of funny at the same time. I'm looking forward to that. Elkins Connolly's good. Mearshart. Is just becoming one of my favorite fighters these days. What a personality. Taking on Christoph Jocko, Jared Gordon, Grant Dawson, Andre Feely, Joe Anderson, Brito, Gina Mazzani, Shanna Young, Daniel Da Silva, Francisco Figueredo, Mike Breeden, Natan Levy, Johan Lanis versus Gabe Green, Tetsuro Tyra makes his UFC debut against Carlos Candelario. We might have a Tetsuro Tyra interview coming up uh, on the podcast version of Heck of a Morning this coming week, so stay tuned for that. And then the svelte, slim, trim, buff, jacked, chiseled, and ripped Alexander Romanov taking on the the fun fighter in Chase Sherman, who is back in the UFC and uh, just it gets gets a little extra time this time around before he takes on probably the minus two thousand favorite by the time that fight rolls through in uh, Alexander Romanov. So. Thank you all for checking out the program. And then next week, we're going to be, the week after that, we'll be probably live again, coming out of UFC 274, which will be headlined by Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje from Phoenix, Arizona. And then we got Rose Namajunas versus Carla Sparza and all sorts of goodness. So on to the next one. It's going to be fun for the next several weeks. But we are done. Thank you very much for checking us out. Thank you all for submitting your picks and taking part in the program. For AK, I am Mike Heck. Always remember... Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll have more fun right here. And on to the next one, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.